Welcome back to another episode of Classic Movies Live, the pre-recorded show where we talk about movies that are new, that just came out. Today, um, we are talking about a Netflix original again. We've done this a few times in the past. We did uh, The Gray Man, we did Five Bloods, we did Mank. Uh, actually, we talk about that very, very early into the episode uh, and try to rattle off all the ones we've done, and it's actually a lot more than I originally thought. Yeah, we've, we've done a lot of Netflix originals, and today we're doing yet another one. We're going to talk about They Cloned Tyrone, which is a new movie on Netflix that stars John Boyega, Jamie Foxx, and Tayana Paris. This movie is very weird, and it was a little hard to talk about. I, I hope that we're able to do this movie justice. Uh, I did enjoy this conversation more than I originally thought I would. I didn't know that I was going to have much to say about it, and... I'm still not 100% certain that I had that much to say about it, but I think that uh, the conversation went pretty well. There is a spoiler warning once things get really hairy, so if you have not yet seen this movie, uh, you are safe to listen to this episode up until, you know, we'll give you a spoiler warning. Other than that, I think I'm going to let you guys hear some some songs from Uncle CJ... And then we're going to get right into the episode. of Heatwave Radio's Classic Movies Live, the pre-recorded show where we talk about Netflix originals. Pierre, oh. what's your favorite Netflix original that we've talked about on the show? Oh, God, why would you? <laughs> That's a is loaded it, question. Is it The Gray Man? Is it, it The is Five Bloods? The Gray Man. There's actually, well, you've listed like two pretty bad ones. <laughs> uh, I mean, Pinocchio, the, the first one that came to mind is Pinocchio, which came out relatively recently. Oh yeah, that one. That one was really good. So I'd say that off the top of my head. I feel like there's another really good one that I'm forgetting, but it's just not. It's not with me right now. I'm not gonna lie. Oh man, I'm yeah. trying to think of which ones they like. Which ones have we talked about? There is yes. the Gray Man, Pinocchio, um, Don't Look Up, The Five Bloods. <laughs> was Don't Look Up actually? That was a Netflix original. Oh, uh, oh Marriage Story. Marriage yeah, actually, we didn't talk about that one. We didn't talk about that one. We not? We might have Wait, mentioned we it in, in like Oscars. an Oscars episode. Yeah, yeah. That's one we should talk um, about at some point. I put that on when Dakota asked asked us for uh, our top ten movies of all time. I put that one on there, and like, mm-hmm. I don't think we've ever talked about it at length. So, like, we should. 
he, by the way, disagrees. I said, I'm like, cause I, I sent him an email afterwards. I was like, I made a mistake. Can I change my list? And he's like, what's the mistake? Did you, was it putting marriage story on your list? And I was like, okay, Dakota. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry. I'm just looking through these movies. Glass Onion. I guess that's a good one. Oh, uh, yeah. Beast of No... I remember Beast of No Nation was the first one they did, I think. And I remember really liking that, too. Was it back really? Back when Netflix... Yeah, yeah. Um, back when Netflix was not a... Was like... I, I remember... I just remember in 2013 when everyone was like oh like because netflix had house of cards and it was like the first show they did that was a drama and it was amazing and everyone was like oh my god netflix is like potentially the new hbo i think it was like they had a pretty good era it was like that they had arrested development um orange is the new black those are all like pretty acclaimed shows and uh, yeah now we're here and <laughs> they're, they're, it's a little different than it used to be yeah, Netflix uh, back in like 2013 to I want to say maybe early 2015. Like if something was a Netflix original, that was like a mark of quality. And, uh, you know, now we got Heart of Stone, which just came out. Have you heard of Heart of Stone? I have. I just I watched the Hot Ones episode with Gal Gadot. And that's why I know about it. But oh, neat. I don't intend to watch it. I've seen enough it's... Gal Gadot to know that I'm not a huge fan of her acting, but. I saw Red Notice and again, like I, I, part of me wants to have liked Red Notice, not seriously, like enjoyed it, but at least thought it was like really funny because it's Ryan Reynolds, The Rock and Gal Gadot, which sounds like at the very least it should be funny, but uh, it was not. I think there was one very funny Ed Sheeran joke, which is weird that Ed Sheeran gets the best joke in. Was he in the movie? Um, He was in the movie for like, it was basically a cameo. Mm, he basically okay. had one joke and then he was off screen. It Sounds was like they right. they met with the Illuminati and Ed Sheeran was playing there and they were like escorting him away. And he's like, I'm Ed Sheeran. Don't you know who I am? Like, you're, it sounds amazing, but it's I, I, you have a good point. Like how like those are three insanely charismatic actors and you think putting them together would you get something. But it, from what everything I've heard, it's probably like the most generic movie. Ever. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty much. I honestly don't remember any. Actually, I remember. I don't remember anything about it except who was in it, really. Mm. Um, well, yeah, but anyway, we're not here to, to forget. Yeah, well, and Antonio Banderas. I didn't say him, but he was in it too. That was during his year of I'm playing the bad guy in every like spy movie. He was in but that. He was in Uncharted. Was he was in. I get. Well, maybe oh, he right. wasn't always the bad guy, but he was the bad guy in a lot of them. He was also in Mission Impossible, but like, no, he wasn't he in was Mission in Impossible. Uncharted. Yeah, he's he was never in. He was in uh, Indiana Jones. That's what I was thinking of. Unfortunately, he was. Which is so weird, because like, I don't know. Like, it feels weird to get Antonio Banderas and then not use him. Yeah, yeah. He's also a very charismatic actor. Hmm. But yeah. But anyway, thankfully, we're not here to talk about Red Notice. We're here to talk about something which I would say is significantly better. Uh, they cloned Tyrone. This was actually one I was uh, I was looking forward to quite a bit. Um, I think I first heard about it last year. And I don't remember. I had in my head that it had like a release date of last December. I don't know why I had that in my head. I don't know if that was actually a release date or if I just misread something. But I remember like 
hearing about it, thinking that looks pretty cool based on a single press photo of like the three leads in a, in an elevator. I'm like, I like, I like that. I want to see that. And then it just didn't come out until a few weeks ago where it came out with like almost no advertising, but um, did really well. And I've been hearing a lot about it since. So at least like, at least there's word of mouth, which is good, but Netflix needs to advertise their stuff actually. Yeah, I feel like Netflix is still in the phase of like, like it's pretty cheap to throw something out there. And then if it picks up steam, it's like a win for them. But in the end, they just want to keep pumping out the content. Because I, I, I mean, I, that's how the business, it must be working that business model because they've kept doing it for the past quite a while now, actually. So, well, but, I uh, mean, I don't know quite enough to give an extensive breakdown and there are much better resources out there for people to learn more but the uh the right netflix is one of the companies involved in the writers and actors strike right now and based on everything i've been hearing coming out of that i actually don't think that the streaming model is working and i think that one of the things that i hope does come out of this strike is that netflix and streamers have to actually report their numbers that they keep so secretive because like I'll bet if those numbers come out, we'll find out that like all of these streamers have been pretending to be doing gangbusters when in fact they're doing really, really badly on streamers. I mean, it's already like, it's already, if I'm not mistaken, public knowledge that like Disney plus is a lost leader and then became like just a loser and like yeah. that's Disney. Yeah, it's one of the more successful ones. <laughs> exactly. So it doesn't really make any sense. Um, yeah, no, this is. I mean, I could see why Netflix might not have advertised this movie. It's they clone Tyrone is a very experimental movie in terms of its plot struck, not structure, plot. The general writing, I guess, is very weird. It's a wacky movie. Mm-hmm. Um, in a in a good very way un- for unconventional. Yeah. 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 Well, we, I remember I said it, I compared it to kind of like a TV, TV episode because it felt like the premise of a TV episode stretched for an entire movie and not, I'm not saying that in a bad way, but it's just like, it's a very, it feels like something, um, well, have you, have you seen Atlanta at all? Like the Donald Glover show? I haven't, I've, I've heard it's really good, but I have never actually gotten around to watching it. Okay. Well, yeah, this this movie felt like an episode of Atlanta where Atlanta, they'll usually have some weird kind of concept episode um, for like 20, 30 minutes. But yeah, this was stretched out into a movie and uh, I'd say quite ambitious for uh, um, this director. I don't really know who this guy is. Jewel, was this Jewel Taylor? I think that's I what believe I this is his this is his feature directorial debut. He might have done some shorts. Yeah. before. I'm not really sure. That's pretty cool. Um, it did mm-hmm. feel like uh, it like it didn't feel like a a very it felt like a, someone's first movie in a good way like like it, yeah. it felt very different if that makes sense and I it, think there's room to improve but you know there's a good foundation there yeah it felt like it felt like I mean I hate to keep saying just in a good way because it felt like unpolished it felt <laughs> raw but like yeah yeah in a way of in like. A good way. <laughs> In, in a good way, it felt kind of like a like like the rawness of it was like a throwback to older movies and influences, mm-hmm. rather than 
compensating for something he wasn't able to do. It all felt very deliberate, which is, in my opinion, how most good movies should feel. Yeah. Yeah. It really throws you in there, too. Well, so I'll, I guess I'll go over the plot. It's basically a movie about... Um, actually, I need to look up the names. I keep thinking his name's Tyrone, but it's actually not Tyrone. It's Fontaine. Fontaine. Um, Fontaine is someone who's he's growing up. Um, I don't. Is this where? Where is this placed in? I don't know if they actually it's, give a location. Okay, they don't say it. But he's he's growing up in like a he's he's in a sketchy neighborhood, and basically something. Is this a spoiler? It happens in like the first five minutes. He dies, essentially. Mm-hmm. He dies, and then, uh, but in the next scene, we see him wake up and he kind of goes through his day like the day before never really happened. I think he thinks it's mm-hmm. a dream, or maybe we think that he thinks it's a dream. Um, and he kind of does the same thing he did the day before, but then the people that he confronted the day before are kind of confused because they they heard he died, essentially, or they saw him die. And mm-hmm. this starts to, I guess, give Fontaine a uh, an existential crisis. And then they start to kind of track down why Fontaine essentially came back from the dead. And they kind of uncover a conspiracy in this fictional town, I guess. It's kind of the premise of the movie. Yeah, and I guess, like, this, this is only barely a spoiler because it's literally in the title. Fontaine is a clone, and yes. or they've cloned <laughs> Fontaine multiple times and uh i guess and they like get to the bottom of a cloning conspiracy that's wild actually like it's super weird this is a movie that is very difficult to describe i would say yeah i don't know i was i was trying so hard to say he wasn't cloned when it's literally in the title (laughs) like i was like yeah that's a huge spoiler but yeah they quite they say it pretty quickly um yeah and it's uh i don't know what do you think of this movie I thought it was really ambitious. I liked almost everything of it that I remember. Uh, but I think it was paced really slowly. And like I think it was I think it was paced in a way where um, I just had it felt too long to me. Um, which, you know, I think I said it off camera, like I, I really want to like this movie a lot more than I did because like I have very little bad to say about it in terms of the story, the ideas, the performances, all great, but like it was really slow and it felt stretched out in the wrong places. Mm. Yeah. I, I did have a lot of trouble. Like I, I think I think the best way to, for me to say it is like the core, the core structure of this movie is very interesting. I'd say like the pillars supporting the the foundation of this plot is cool. Where it's like mm-hmm. the 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 first act is really wacky and it really draws you in with like because that that death at the start with Fontaine is like really brutal um, for any movie I think and like especially from the first five minutes of the movie seeing someone you thought was the main character die in like such an I want to say like undramatic and unnecessary way. It was like really sad. It's like, and it's actually kind of off camera too. Like we see it happen, but like the way it's shot is from afar. He's getting, he, he's getting shot. We don't actually see him. We just know like, 
100% he has died now. But, like, it's really yeah. unceremonious. Yeah, they, like, it's it felt very real. Like, he gets shot, and then he's not, you know, usually I feel like in a movie when you're, you're shot, you die. But I feel like in real life that someone someone's shot, they're kind of, they don't die instantly. There's There's still something in them. So that scene mm-hmm. where he's like, it's like he's shot, but he's, he doesn't comprehend it. And then he's still trying to escape with his car um, in any way he can. But then he, he he's blocked off by the other car. It was like, I don't know, it just felt very real and kind of sad um, yeah. to see him struggle. But so, yeah, that, that was like a great way to open it. Uh, I thought the whole premise of him doing the same day and then his him meeting Jamie Foxx and Tayana Paris who also I really like. Actually, like, like the acting in this movie is great. I mm-hmm. I really did not expect to like John Boyega, but he was so different in this movie compared to anything else I've seen. Well, I mean, I've only seen him in Star Wars. But to me, he was like unrecognizable in this role. Um, and he really sold it for me. And I thought Jamie Foxx, like I haven't really liked Jamie Foxx in anything since like Django Unchained, I want to say. Mm-hmm. So... Um, like that was kind of cool, and Tiana Paris I've only seen in uh, WandaVision, and I I thought she was really good in this too. She was really charismatic. But yeah, like the, the the premise is cool, the foundations there. I just a lot of the scenes and like the linking between acts really lost me. I was often kind of confused how they ended up somewhere, but I was just kind of like going along with it because the movie was so weird that I was like, oh maybe I missed something or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, kind of seemed the way the movie goes is that like they kind of just keep doing things and then the plot yeah. resolves itself and there's doesn't feel like there's too much tension or unexpected i mean there's unexpected moments but it feels like predictably unexpected <laughs> does that make sense because mm-hmm. the whole yeah. movie's weird so yeah i don't know um yeah actually i mean like I gotta say the strongest part of this movie is the first act like by a long mm. shot the the last act isn't like bad it's just by that point it's gone on it's, it's been a bit too it's, it's gone a bit too long but like what i really like i just wanted to add to um when he relives that first day i think that's really cool because especially because of how many time loop movies there have been in the past few years it's sort of like uses that same language to not necessarily like going into this movie i don't think you really think it's a time loop movie but the way that it's shot it sort of feels like it for a bit until he starts like asking people if they remember him dying and it's like oh yeah yeah you died yesterday i don't know how you got here now so it's like it's clearly not a time loop but i think it's kind of neat to just sort of tie in those same devices from time loop movies and just like use them for a completely different purpose because like i haven't seen that many i i don't think i've seen any movies about clones that are like this most of the time when there's a movie about a clone it's like not a mystery like it's it's not like a mystery horror element of it it's like someone is being cloned so that they can go and kill themselves or something like gemini man yeah (laughs) i haven't seen gemini man that sounds cool though don't okay never mind uh yeah no i i think i like i could i actually like i thought they were gonna do what a time loop movie when at first even though it's called they clone tyrone it still tricked me into thinking like oh this is a time loop movie because it was just so similar 
to uh you know what we've seen before the way they framed it but yeah it turns into something very different later the whole conspiracy thing like there's there's like definitely some interesting you know societal commentary on i want to say like the theme was like like uh white like white people still controlling like black society but like like under the undercover if that makes sense mm-hmm. um but then but then also like we when we find out who cloned tyrone in the first place it kind of shifts it on its head but also not i don't know it, there, there is some there's something there i i personally didn't really get it too much i think it would help if i was you know black um i could probably identify with it more but uh, i don't know what, what did you think of the themes along um, those lines as as you're talking about it i keep thinking of things i really liked and how they just didn't connect for me because i think this movie is and i think you said it before uh incredibly ambitious there's so many ideas in this movie all of which are so cool uh and they just kind of don't click like the idea when when it's revealed what the whole cloning conspiracy is and I, I won't talk too much more about it just for spoilers. I'll get to, we'll get to it later. But when it's revealed sort of what that is, it's like, I think it's a cool societal commentary that also just sort of doesn't quite make sense in the context they've set it up for. Like to me, it it could be like one of any of like four or five different things. And it's not really clear that any of them quite work just because of some of the ways I'm being too cryptic, some of the ways they set it up. Um, But like, yeah, I mean, that's the thing for me is a lot of this movie is really interesting and then just doesn't quite click for me. Yeah. It's um, I think, yeah, with, with how ambitious a lot of the, the themes are, I feel like it was building to a much more, I don't know, like crazy climax, but I thought the third act felt relatively, ended up being kind of relatively generic. Um, with, I kind like, of felt like, like the, the end of the, the end of the second act was like a really good ending almost, or like very yeah. close to a really good ending. That's where the climax of the movie happens. And mm. then it continued for about 40 minutes. Mm. <laughs> So you're saying like the second act could have been like the end of the the movie, essentially. I think if it was structured slightly differently, the third act could have been about 10 minutes long. Like, Mm. because I think that the very ending of this movie should happen the way it does. But like, it takes a long time to get there after, after they start setting it up after the second act. Yeah, and I feel like once that happens anyways, like, once the second act happens, I feel like you kind of realize there's only one way this actually ends, and it's like, they have to storm the facility, essentially. Yeah. Um, The way they get there, I guess the plan was kind of interesting, but it it felt like one of those things where it was like, felt like they were trying to make it like a really crazy plan, but I also kind of, the way they reveal it didn't feel unpredictable if that makes sense like as like essentially to sneak in he like he like fakes his death i want to say mm-hmm. but 
it doesn't actually feel like that crazy of a plot twist if that makes sense to get in it was just kind of like oh like i guess that makes sense you know so yeah i don't know i like it's so weird it's just so weird to me because there's a cool, good movie here i think it's a good movie mm-hmm. something's not completely sticking you know and i honestly like because if someone was like how would you i usually feel like i can say like how do you fix this movie and be like okay like maybe make this part shorter or make or like give more characters or give this character more screen time or something. This movie, I honestly don't know. Like, it's such a weird movie that I can't be like, this is how you fix it. Um, because there's, I've, again, there's so much going on that it's like impossible to really pinpoint what went wrong, even though nothing really went wrong. It just doesn't feel completely right. Um, yeah, I think the third I act should but have also, been like a Ocean's Eleven style heist sequence. Because at the very oh, end, like, they really almost do it. that. Yeah, at the, at the very end, they almost do that anyway when they're revealing the plan. And like, yeah, I don't know, just fully commit to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think what I would kind of, because I, I, why I would almost work better as a TV show too is that like, I think with such crazy concepts, when you extend it for so long, like, I feel like your brain kind of starts to dissociate from the plot, if that makes sense. Cause it's a crazy mm-hmm. movie, like a bunch of weird stuff happens. Um, but I would compare it to like, like I'd say a Simpsons episode where like at the start, something completely unrelated happens to what happens in the third act, you know, it's just like a mm-hmm. weird string of events that is gets progressively funny until like the third act. And then it just kind of ends. Right. Where I say this yeah. movie is kind of the same way, but it's stretched over like an hour and 45 minutes and like it having to keep upping the ante on the wackiness kind of gets a little much at that point. And because they keep upping the ante, there's, I feel like you kind of get lost within that, you know? I yeah. think that most of the stuff that I have to say about this movie is going to be spoilery. So I want to put a spoiler warning sure. here. Just, just so that we can get that out of the way. But generally speaking, uh, what would you say in terms of recommending this movie? Don't, don't put a number on it just yet. I, I definitely recommend it. This is probably one of the more interesting movies I've seen this year, and surprisingly yeah. good. I was expecting like a, I saw Netflix original, and I'm not gonna lie, I saw John Boyega. and I was like, that's probably not gonna be that good. But it was, it was very unique and very different. And it was better than I expected. And I'd say it's a good movie for sure. Yeah. And I would say that like, I didn't connect with it, but I have seen so many people connecting with it on such a deep level. Like I would say that this is one of the most interesting Netflix original movies I've ever seen. And um, it's definitely one of the better ones, at least of their most recent movies, which maybe isn't saying a lot, but like, you know, Mank was how many years ago? Three years ago? I'd put it above Mank, and Mank was actually good. Like, I hated it, but it was it was widely considered good. So, like, I think this is definitely worth recommending. Like, if anyone, ha- if anyone has made it this far and doesn't want any spoilers, go and watch They Clone Tyrone, because it is good. Okay, go. that's a spoiler warning. Spoiler warning right here. Uh... So, basically, by the end of this movie, I think the very end, not, not maybe not the storming the facilities necessarily, 
But like, as they're storming the facility, they learn that the entire town is just like synthetic projects made up of clones. Like it's all exists on top of a giant lab facility that just clones the people and keeps them like in this poor black community that like doesn't feels like it doesn't even legally exist. It's just this like weird fake reality that everyone lives in. And I think that's such a weird and wild idea that like, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really sad that that doesn't get talked about a little bit more until all the way at the very end. Like, I think that, I actually think that this would work very well as a TV show, or at least as like a short miniseries, like extend it out to three hours and make it three episodes because the movie has a lot of like individual, it has a lot of segments that already kind of feel like episodes. Like the very beginning could be its own episode, but like part where they go to the chicken restaurant is basically like a self-contained segment. And then the very end where they sort of like reveal the whole plot is a big finale. Like, extended just a little bit and cut up slightly this would make really good a really good miniseries i think um and like as as a movie there's just so much that it tries to pack in that like doesn't quite work because like i said the 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 thing where the entire city is all clones is really interesting and you could almost miss it. It's like, so it's in the movie. It's so close to the end that it could almost be like, that you could, you could actually almost miss that part, even though it's extremely significant in my whole point. Yeah. It was like those little things like the, I, I, I thought the chicken store premise was really interesting where, isn't it basically like, it's like the chicken supposed to make them laugh. Like, a black person should laugh and but then it was like owned by like one of those failed clones where like i, I can't even remember it was like he was supposed to be because they're they're trying to make everyone white right i think that's the whole thing i and think then so the owner of the chicken place was like a black like he was like a hybrid where he was he was still he still looked black but then he was acting white i think and that was like part of the conspiracy i don't know honestly like if you mixed this and us together, I think you'd have like the perfect movie for both of them, if that makes sense. Because I thought us's premise really failed when they started to explain what happened. Mm-hmm. I thought this had a pretty good idea of like the cloning thing underground and people getting replaced, right? That's cool. Yeah. And a much better explanation than in us. But I think it was missing a lot of the um, the suspense and the this i don't know like the the pulpiness i guess no maybe not pulpiness is the right word but the cinematicness of of us you know where it's like i never felt like if the movie was taking itself seriously at all like like when they discover the first facility they just kind of walk in and then Mm -hmm. they randomly kill one of the scientists and then they walk out (laughs) it's like like i think that in itself just kind of framed it as like the whole conspiracy is just kind of a weird joke you know, and it never felt like there was this huge, like, like, are they going to make it out? Are they in danger? Like, how are they going to get out of this? You know? Well, and the um, conspiracy has so many strange parts because they go in, they randomly kill a scientist and they discover a powder 
that it turns out to not be the drugs that uh, Slick Charles, Jamie Foxx's character, is expecting it to be. Like, it's not cocaine. I don't remember what it was. I think it made it's it like, laugh. Wasn't it, a, it was a laughing, it was a laughing drug or something that they yeah. put in the chicken or whatever. And then, like, they leave, and uh, Fontaine goes back the next day, and there is no lab there. So, like, all the pieces of that are kind of neat because it's like, what, was it just, like, a weird dream? Was there even a lab in the first place? Like, what was the point of it? But then, like, it... I don't even know how to talk about this because, like, that to me is interesting. that They go into a lab that is populated by one guy, not doing something shady but not necessarily doing something nefarious like hard to even tell what he's doing they kill him leave and then the lab is gone it's like what does that mean especially when the next day they go back and there's no lab there that's super interesting to me just because it's like this movie is messing with your mind so much that Mm -hmm. like it's hard to tell a lot of times in the movie like the best parts of the movie to me are where i I'm like actively not sure what's going on. And then, but then by the end, when everything's explained, it doesn't make sense because there was so much of this movie that I already like, that like was weird and out there and I didn't fully understand. And that feels like it just didn't mean very much. Like the chicken, the, the powder on the chicken, I don't remember how that tied into the whole thing. I, I think it definitely did. I think you mentioned a possible way, but like, I don't even remember what that was for. Was that just a side adventure? I don't think so. But like, it didn't feel like it had anything to do with Kiefer Sutherland's character when he came up. Yeah, I just, I just think it was like, it was setting up the fact that everyone in the town was being drug slash brainwashed in a way to... Like, like, cause isn't that how they find the place in the church is that they notice everyone in the church is like acting like overly, like, I don't know, like ceremonious in church. And then they're Mm -hmm. like, okay, they're being drugged too or something. Yeah. And then that leads them into the church. But I, I still like, I still understand. I can't remember understanding how they got from how they actually found out the church was the new place, if that makes sense um but yeah there was something there and it's something about drug like i i think there is a really cool theme there i just i don't know if it's because of again like our background um as white people or it's because the movie didn't link these properly or it's probably a mix of both uh where it's not entirely a lot of the pieces aren't connecting but um yeah i i like like you said there's a lot of small pieces in this that work really well and that i, I would have loved to see uh maybe a, a mini series on this i mean i there's i feel like it's open to a sequel too because we kind of find out at the end that who tyrone is like at the very end in the post credit scene actually and then there's so there's an implication that there's lots of clones out there um and this might be a bigger conspiracy than just that town but it's also kind of like there wasn't I feel like there wasn't too much to the initial conspiracy. So I'm like not interested to see what more there is to it. Like, I feel like they already peeked out on what there is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the nicest part of the ending was just that uh, Fontaine uh, becomes friends with Teona Paris and Jamie Foxx. And it, I like the chemistry they had together. I thought they had a good dynamic. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I like that aspect. I what I would be maybe interested to see what they do in the future too. I don't know in another movie that group, but yeah, I feel like the cloning aspect, unless they kind of get into the like I don't know like this might be cliche, but like the ethics of cloning or like having a clone and like who's the real one like that could be interesting maybe but i feel like we've seen that so many times before too that's just like i don't know where they would go with that yeah i mean i don't really yeah i don't i guess i would say i don't necessarily care much to see a sequel of this i kind of just want to like I want to watch it again and like fully appreciate it. (laughs) Like, I don't know what I'm missing because there's so much in this movie that I like and it just like, doesn't, it just doesn't work for me. And I really just wish it did because like the way it's shot is so cool. The performances from Jamie Foxx, Tayana Paris and John Boyega are great. Like this is, I think this is the second non-star wars john boyega performance i've seen because like he did a movie um he did a movie last year at sundance where uh he was a guy holding up a bank and he's really good like john boyega is a great actor and i want to see more of this kind of role for him um i thought those three lead performances were great like i think it says a lot that Kiefer sutherland is the is still good in this movie and he's easily the worst person in this movie um and like the just you can sort of see all the um you can see all of the inspirations on this movie and like it's uh it's it's made with a lot of heart like i don't know if jewel taylor also wrote this movie did he uh he was one of the writers on this movie and like you can see how much he brings to this movie and like i said there's so many good ideas but like I don't know. Maybe, maybe if I could like watch some of Jewel Taylor's influences on the direction of this movie, and then rewatch this, maybe I'd appreciate it more. I just want to like this movie more than I do. Is really what it comes down to. I don't know if yeah. I want to see this world expanded on because I think all things considered, like the story they're telling in this movie, yeah, could they expand on it? Sure, but you can expand on us. You shouldn't, but you could. Yeah. No, I feel the same way. I think there's. There's a lot here to love, but um, the uh, yeah something's not connecting, and I'm really interested to see. I think if he re- re- tried to refine what he has here, I think there's like a very interesting future for Jewel Taylor, because mm-hmm. um, yeah, he, he's got a lot of these aspects right. And I think like oh, just what what it really comes, I feel like we keep we kind of trashing on this movie. It's like I think it's just it shows so much potential that. I, I potentially saw a movie that I really, truly love here, you know? Yeah. And I really want to see it get to that point. I really want to see Jewel Taylor get to that point where he can effectively put his ideas across, you know? And right now I think we're, we're looking at is a, is a young, is a newcomer director with a lot of potential for the future. And I, I'm really excited to see, keep, to see him keep doing what he's doing. And hopefully his next movie will be, you know, much more refined and therefore potentially like, like a masterpiece. Yeah. Like you mm-hmm. never know, or maybe, maybe not masterpiece. I don't know. That might be a stretch, but like just a very good movie. I mean, like, frankly, I kind of just want to see him do this again. Obviously I don't want to see they cloned Tyrone again or another movie with the exact same premise, but I think that he brings such a unique and interesting voice to mm-hmm. both like 
both the genres of sci-fi and also like things that draw on black exploitation. I don't know if you would call it black exploitation movies at this point, like maybe yeah. just black movies, but like, I think he brings such an interesting perspective and voice to those movies that like to those genres with this one movie that I want to see more of that. I just yeah. like, I don't, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those movies that the reason we're trashing on it is just because we it like was it. like, it's, it's actually because there's so much here, so much good yeah. here. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I just, it's like a, it's a sculpture. And if you molds it in a certain way. Um, yeah. I also like, I, I think it kind of got rid of like the Netflix look. I feel like Netflix sometimes has a look. I liked how it was shot on film or maybe it was a film. It might've been a film filter. I'm not going to lie. There's definitely a film grain on here, but I don't know if that's like, like I don't know if that's, film or not. yeah. Yeah. But I thought it worked well for the aesthetic. Um, what else was there? I, I thought the, uh, like the set design, like the production design was cool. Um, oh, there was one other thing. I don't want to say it, but yeah, I don't know. I it did it did remind me a lot. It felt very inspired by Atlanta, and probably mm-hmm. Jordan Peele too. Um, and maybe we'll see you know a lot more movies like this from him in the future. I don't know. I I I think I appreciate Netflix taking a risk on a movie like this too. This is not. Mm-hmm. If I was like an investor, I would not have invested in this. Movie in this premise because mm-hmm. it was like a very um like this this and i can see why netflix didn't market it because this is a very tough movie to market because i wouldn't even know like we we could barely describe it much less can't imagine putting a trailer for this movie together and it adequately getting the premise across you know so but at the yeah. same time like i want more netflix movies like this like please yeah yeah well, you know, the Gray Man got a whole series, uh, uh, allegedly, and like I don't want that. I don't care about that. I want to see yeah. more stuff like this. That's like so interesting. I don't even know how to think about it. Yeah. Versus Red Notice, where there's nothing to think about because there's nothing in the movie. Yeah. Well, it, it's movies like this that really, I think, highlight the the strength of the streaming service itself, you know, where it's like, this mm-hmm. isn't a movie I, I probably would have ever seen in theaters. I, I, I was, I probably wouldn't have even seen this movie um, in general. If like, you know, my mom just watches any movie on Netflix. So <laughs> she sees a new movie, she'll watch it. So like, I, I would never, I probably would never would have even seen this movie, you know? And, mm-hmm. and because of, you know, the way streaming works, they can put kind of risky stuff out like this and it's not, uh, and it can find an audience, you know, this, this movie would have flopped in theaters hundred percent, but cause it's on Netflix, it kind of has a chance to really shine in its own way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I think, uh, that that's, yeah, you're right. That's what I want to see because like red notice, it's like a movie like that is like I, these big budget movies. It's like, you really do want them to be in theaters. Like it just makes sense. You know, it's the Netflix yeah. watching it on Netflix. There's no way it being on Netflix is helping the viewing experience. But this mm-hmm. isn't a movie that I really felt like I needed to see in theaters either. So, um, yeah, I don't know. But I, maybe that's because it did feel uncinematic. And I don't know if that's the way it was filmed or the writing or something. But there was something about it that I, I didn't feel very cinematic and grand or whatever. Like, like we said before, it felt like a long TV episode. 
I yeah. don't know why I feel that way. Like, I genuinely don't. I don't understand. But, um, yeah. Maybe, maybe it was the Netflix. Maybe, maybe it was the Netflix production design. And it was just tricking me because it was under the film filter. So it felt it felt weird. Because I remember before we talked, like, Netflix movies have kind of a look and a feel. Mm-hmm. Um, at least the cheaper ones do. So I, yeah. I think I kind of felt this way, but I might have been dis- distracted by the uh the film filter so i guess it did its job i don't know i think a lot of why it felt in your words uncinematic is like even when this movie got to like its big scale locations like the the biggest locations the biggest set pieces and stuff it all felt very small like it Mm. felt very um it it felt like it felt like it was done, you know, using really clever implementation of relatively cheap sets. Mm. I um, can see that, yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah. It, it ends up looking, it ends up looking good, but not expensive. Yeah. Like, like there's, I guess there's that, that set piece of, you know, the cloning tubes in this like huge area but i, I want to say that it never felt that big it felt like there was like maybe three three tubes in separate locations and they filmed it you know obviously yeah. in front of a green screen right but you don't you do lose that sense of scale of like oh wow um, and it's not it's not always like has to be it doesn't have to be a big set piece for it to feel cinematic it just right um it has to feel well well done and um, detailed i guess and maybe it's the details of the little things which is interesting. Like, I, I guess I've never really thought. I, I don't usually put too much thought into production design, but um, yeah, I do. I, I guess that's something I do notice in Netflix movies, maybe, mm-hmm. where they all feel a so, small. So overall, what would you? Uh, and and now you can put a number on this movie. What would you say? I'd say like a like a six point five. Very interesting. I loved watching it. I don't really want to watch it again, but. I, I would be if I saw another Jewel Taylor movie in the future on Netflix, I would definitely want to check it out just to see what happens. I would I would say pretty similar. I'd say like a solid six. I think for me, this movie did Netflix does this thing where they'll release a movie in theaters like a week before it comes out on Netflix. So it did actually have a theater run, very short one. Um I think I would be very interested to see this in theaters and just see how it plays in a theater versus like how it plays on my TV because you know I do always find it harder to pay attention to um my TV or my computer than I do to pay attention to a movie on a big screen and so it's possible that like when I was watching this I just like was having trouble focusing on the stuff that I would want to focus on so like I think I think I might enjoy this more in theaters, but I don't know because I will probably never get that chance. But I'm very interested to see like what Jewel Taylor does in the future. And like, you know, if it's anything like this, great, because I thought this was a really ambitious movie and I can't wait to see him be that ambitious again and have the experience of one movie already under his belt. Um, And I hope that like, it's something that comes to theaters so that I can watch it in a theater because I think that that would be really cool. And potentially might make it a might make it a better experience. I agree with that statement. 
Thank you, Jewel Taylor. I hope yeah. that's his name. That's his name, right? We check? Yeah, Jewel yeah, Taylor. Okay, Taylor. Okay, cool. And like, Whew. Jewel Taylor, if you're listening to this, like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. So like, if any of my, <laughs> if any don't of my those. criticisms, if, if any of my criticisms sound dumb, they probably are. I'm sure you know filmmaking a hell of a lot better than I do. But like, you know, I hope if, if, if Jewel Taylor is listening to this, drop us a line. We'd love to have you on the show. Talk about your influences. Talk about a classic movie. I agree. What's our last word today, Pierre? Tyrone.